You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Dr. Sarah Spowart is well known for her compassionate-based practice, as well as for her precise mindfulness in her everyday life. As a highly regarded professional, she infuses moment-to-moment awareness as she includes the vital emotions of happiness, serenity, and love. Here is the holistic emotional system that you've been waiting for. Here's Dr. Sarah. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Um, I am talking today about suffering and the way out of suffering, or how to baby step your way out. Um, I am Dr. Sarah Spowart uh, with Happiness Learned, and I'm so glad that you're here on the Happiness Learned radio show today. So something that I come across a lot with clients and just in general is people feeling stuck, feeling like no matter what goes on in their life, it's not enough and that they can't make changes the way that they want to. So since I was a child, I've tried to understand suffering and the causes of this. I've tried to understand why I felt so much happiness, unhappiness around me and why like people might say they were good or on the outside they seemed okay, but on the inside they were not okay. Um, I could feel it. Um, and then there were people that just didn't hide it at all. So I try to make sense of it. Uh, and it seemed to me for some reason I guess I must have thought that everyone should be happy, healthy, feeling whole, life should be good, like things just should be good. Um, But when I looked around me, this was not the case. And it seemed that life was not the way that it should be. So there was a major gap that I saw between what people felt should be their experience and what was exactly their experience. Um, And what I mean by this is, People feeling they should have a really loving, wonderful relationship, but they don't. People feeling like they should have a certain level of education, but they haven't been able to. They should have a certain job or should have this, should have that. And I've seen this over and over again. It doesn't matter what situation someone's in. I've seen it literally universally um, from billionaires that I've actually known um, to the most impoverished people that are living by going through landfills um, in different countries through human trafficking survivors. I mean, I've seen it in all the different areas and that's sort of like a universal thing, this lack of contentment, this feeling that things should be different and that life is supposed to be something that it's just not. And maybe there's a moment of peace or calm or goodness where things seem to align and be the way you want, but then it's going to go back again. And (laughs) it's just the inevitable cycle. So even if people achieve a state that they're wanting, it's temporary. It doesn't last. So this sort of um, long-term continual happiness is very elusive. It's like a butterfly. (laughs) If you move it all, it flies away. So why this gap? What purpose does this gap serve? Why not? Why should people just like not just give up on their dreams and 
give up on any expectations or hopes and just, you know, be fine with the way things are. And if they get worse, be fine with that too. Just always be fine. So maybe this gap is a way to help motivate us. Maybe the gap is not meant to be something to torture ourselves about, feel ashamed, beat ourselves up about, but maybe it's meant to motivate us towards action, like a feedback. Like, okay, look at this. This is what you're wanting. But the thing is, if we don't know how to get from A to B, we don't know how to get to where we're wanting. Um, It's really tough. You can feel totally helpless, powerless. Like there's really not that much you can do. And it can be learned. You can learn, but it does mean changes. If, you know, something I've seen, which is interesting, although tragic, is I might come across someone in my life who their situation's a certain way. And then maybe I see them a year later and their situation's like very similar. Maybe some of the variables have changed, but same kind of issue, same kind of feeling, same issues, basically. Five years later, same thing. 10 years later, same thing. Um, They're stuck and their attempts to make changes don't really work because they're not changing themselves usually not profoundly like maybe someone will do something like lose weight or learn some new job skills or learn to be a little bit more gentle with how they talk to their partner like something like that but major changes on the inside haven't happened and so they're still stuck in the same cycle over and over it's if you think of it this way imagine that There's like this endless field of possibilities and you can shift into a different version of yourself if you know how. If you don't know how, then you're trying to bring in new things as a way to fix it, but you're still energetically that same or similar you. So you're going to keep getting the same things over and over. There's a book I think called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which speaks to this um, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. It sort of has to do with how we see ourselves, but I think that lottery winners are a good example, actually, of this. So, um, to my knowledge, with lottery winners, um, pretty much always, my understanding is, although I could be wrong, but my understanding is that pretty much always, when someone wins the lottery, at first they're so excited, it's so wonderful, but actually, what happens is they end up going through all the money and usually ending up in the same situation or even worse than when they started. And sometimes with a lot of destructive behaviors and they don't know how to handle it. So, you know, why would this be? And you could say, well, shouldn't they enjoy their money? Shouldn't they just blow through it? It Maybe, but at the same time, if it puts them back in the same situation with nothing to show for it, it probably doesn't feel so good. So if their original situation was was not great. So why does this happen? Well, part of it is maybe they energetically shifted to a space of attracting the money of winning the lottery for whatever reason, but they didn't shift to that version of themselves that money was normal, that it was comfortable, 
to have a certain amount of money in the bank, um, that they saw themselves a certain way, that they didn't shift who they were on the inside to make this work. Um, And I see this also with relationships when people feel like, well, why do I keep going from bad relationship to bad relationship? I, I think relationships are actually tougher in the sense that there's a lot of, I, I truly think there's uh, no shortage of unhealthy people out there. So that's part of the issue. But bigger part, or another part is what work have you been doing on yourself? And I don't mean losing weight, although that can help. I don't mean, you know, getting a better job, although that can help. I don't, I don't mean these external things necessarily, even though they can help. But really for sustainable change, longer term shift, what have you done energetically with yourself to shift into being this other person? So like, let's say you really, really want to get married and have children and buy a house. Okay. Well, if you could meditate and imagine the version of you that has those things, what are they like? How different are they from you now? What What's different about them? How are their habits different? How are their, is their perspective different? How is their lifestyle and emotions different? Like what, what is that gap between you and them? And a very powerful um, practice. And I, I actually did not come up with this. Uh, I originally, well, I think I started coming across this stuff when I was a kid from different books I'd read, but I remember I did this one retreat. It was a a Tantra um, meditation retreat, which very unfortunately, that practice has been misappropriated largely in the U.S. It's not what people think it is. So in the way I was taught it, it's really about shifting yourself automatically into this version of who you want to be or something you want to learn. So like, let's say you want to have the, I don't know, the patience and the the peacefulness of a Buddhist monk who's, you know, very well practiced. Well, it would be partly that you in a meditative state or maybe with hypnotherapy, um, put yourself in that state of meditating on being that monk and imagining that it's literally calming down and becoming, becoming you, you are that version of yourself in that moment and practicing it almost every day. So in the case of like having a house, like a house and being married and having kids and all of that, that's truly your desire. And on this point too, it's really important. It's your authentic desire that makes it so much easier. If, if it's not your authentic desire, if it's really just something you like think you want, then that can get tricky and it's less powerful. So when it's your authentic desire, you can really imagine, okay, this version of me that has the kids, that has the house, that has all these things, that's living this type of life. I am this person and imagining every day. So that's sort of a quick way to shift into it. And if it feels uncomfortable, that's okay. It's good, actually, if it feels uncomfortable. That's something I come across is a lot of people want a really like loving, healthy partner. But guess what? If somebody comes into their life that's loving and healthy, 
They're very uncomfortable. A lot of times they reject the person. They don't understand them. They're not interested. They're not ready yet for it. They haven't shifted energetically or emotionally or whatever you want to call it into that version of themselves that would respond well to that. So part of it is we have to actually start. Sometimes we have to start at the end point first, which can sound confusing, but instead of grabbing after something on the outside, those are like band-aids that will always keep you in a loop chasing and you'll be stuck. Um, no, I've seen this over and over again, that if you don't change the things in yourself, even if you get that new job, even if you get that new relationship, or even if you get that lottery money, if you haven't shifted yourself the way you are operating fundamentally, it will disappear because you aren't matching it. You have to, I mean, if you really want it, you need to shift into it. And the sad truth is the other thing I I think is worth mentioning, I have come across, and it's part of our development. People might say they want certain things, but the reality is the way that we're wired is we want it actually what's familiar, what is safe, what we know. And it can be very scary for people to make a big jump, a big leap. So just keeping in mind that it takes courage, really making shifts and getting unstuck takes a lot of courage. Okay. So on that point, um, something I wanted to start bringing up and encouraging everybody, I would love for you guys to send me questions that you have, if there's anything that you want me to talk about. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you could send them to my website, www.drsarahspower.com or um, send an email, sarah.spowered at gmail.com. Um, no H on the Sarah. And yeah, it would be so great because I would love to start answering questions that you guys have about any topic. Well, <laughs> any topic that's related to happiness, mental health, um, manifestation, those kinds of things. So yeah, I really would want to be of service and be there for you with whatever is relevant for your life. I have a tendency sometimes to be a little bit, I don't want to say abstract, but it helps me to have questions to be grounded in for like examples. Um, because I tend to see a lot of this stuff in, in terms of patterns. And I promise you there really is a way out of the suffering. It takes work. It takes courage. It takes consistency and discipline. But there's absolutely a way out of suffering. And I know myself that I've gone from pits of despair that have not been small <laughs> to feeling amazing, to feeling just like, wow, I didn't know I could consistently feel as happy all the time or most of the time. And it's almost like a new baseline. It's almost like your baseline level shifts and then it shifts and it shifts. And I haven't seen an end to how high it can shift you. So like when I ask people, one to 10, how happy are you? Um, maybe, maybe they'll say six, but maybe in a year they're doing a lot better. And so 
their six doesn't mean the same thing anymore. Um, so for example, I might say, how happy am I from one to 10? I might say like, I don't even, I can't even think of a number because it's, I feel like I'm, I'm almost past numbers, but, um, let's say I say 10 or something. Um, but a year from now, what I thought was a 10 could, could be something else. It, it could be that being 10 out of 10 um, in a year is an even higher level. It might be like the equivalent of like 15 out of 10 today. So what I'm saying is there is not a limit that I've come across to how far we can have that baseline level go up and up and up. And that's not to say you won't have some downtimes. It's just like I know for me, when I have anger now, it's more than it's surprising. And it's more like, oh, I forgot about this feeling. I don't really like this feeling. Huh. And it passes pretty quick usually. Um, I have sadness. Same thing. So, I mean, you still will have emotions. It's just that the painful ones are much less. Um much shorter in duration and less in frequency and intensity. And it's almost a memory. It's like, oh, I remember that bad feeling. I remember this. Oh my gosh. I I forgot about this feeling. I don't like this feeling, but I'm going to send love to it. I'm going to live in acceptance of it. I'm going to love it because it's trying to give me feedback. So... Yes, the bar will always be moving. Okay, so something I wanted to touch upon with the time is left. So my point is, <laughs> please send me questions. I would love for you to send me questions um, to my website or my email or, um, yeah, I think those are probably the best two ways. So please feel free to reach out. Um, okay, so one question that I came up with that I come across with probably more than anything with clients and just everything I see as people feeling stuck. Like I'm stuck in my life. I feel completely trapped. Like there's nothing I can do to change anything. How can I help myself out of suffering? What can I do to change anything in my situation? It feels like hell. And believe it or not, um, some religious traditions have seen hell as not being the fire and brimstone, but actually as being a situation where you're completely stuck weighed down, unable to move. You're just trapped in place and there's nothing that can change, nothing that can be done about it. And you're, yeah, you're just totally stuck. So actually that is considered hell in some traditions. Another way of looking at it, I think, is that you have desires and things you want and you're not able, you're not powerful enough to make those changes. You're not able to use your power in an effective way or any way maybe. Um, so you can feel totally helpless and yeah, it's the lowest of the low feeling. So a couple of things I've seen, and there's, there's a lot of different things you can do, but a couple of things, um, that hopefully can be some tangible takeaways. And I've seen from my direct experience and all this stuff is from my direct experience, um, is to take very small baby step changes whenever you can. So 
For example, that being said, sometimes the baby step changes are not the way. It's kind of like me saying, get a different job or haircut or lose weight or whatever. Um, maybe, you know, get another car. Maybe those bigger changes uh, will help, but if you haven't made inner changes, they're not going to help so much. So what I mean by this is, for example, let's take the example of wanting more love in your life. Um, I have been blessed to have a lot of love in my life, um, really a lot of my life. And I think it comes from partly figuring out at a young age that um, if I wanted a sense of connection, if I wanted to feel loved, sometimes it needed to come from me and it needed to come from um, feeling connected to something bigger than me and to not rely on outside things for it. So that might sound sad, but actually it was kind of empowering in a way because it helped me to be my own little love generator. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't had a lack of love actually in a lot of my life because I know how to be a loving person. I know how to be a, a kind person. I know how to be loving to myself. I know how to generate the emotion of love inside of me. I know how to be love. And guess what? That attracts love. And I'm not doing it for that reason. It's just, it feels better this way. <laughs> so that's why I do it. Uh, it just feels more like me. So we can try these outside things. But back to the point of, of something like dating. If you want more love in your life and your approach has been to try countless dating apps and dates, and this is something I come across a lot as people having just terrible luck with these things. It's not that you haven't been trying a lot of the times that I've seen, but maybe the approach needs to be done differently. Um, but some of the things you can do, and it's not at all blaming yourself, it's really just helping yourself give the best chance of success and to be happy. Is you can look at how you're interacting, how others might be perceiving you. Um, you can ask yourself questions like, well, would you want to date you now? Like if someone, if you, <laughs> if you could imagine someone meeting you, would you be like, oh yeah, they should really be feeling lucky or, or no. Um, are there things you can work on or make adjustments or improvements in? So again, that's, that's not at all to be in any way blaming. It's really just to say that is one way you can take your power back from looking to the external of the gap of what you don't have and looking back to yourself and be like, okay, what have I tried that's been helpful? What haven't I tried? What, what could I maybe do that might be a little bit better? Or, you know, what that'll make me feel even better about myself. Um, okay. That being said, <laughs> sometimes I don't care how much self-inquiry and self-adjustments you do. Sometimes it doesn't still bring the outcome you're wanting. Sometimes it's still like, well, you know, I did all this work on myself. Why am I not seeing results? So sometimes we need something stronger. Another approach is you can try to focus on cultivating a higher energy vibration to stay with you and yourself every day. Personally, I would say just start from that space <laughs> because then other things follow. 
but this can be a little harder to grasp for some people. Um, so one way of doing that is try to notice just with your pure intention every day, how compassionate you're being, how loving, how peaceful, um, whatever you're trying to notice the energetic state that you were actually in. And if you were not stuck in the situation, what you'd be in. So for example, let's say you're, you had that partner that you wanted, you had the love you wanted. Would that mean that you'd just be feeling a lot of love and joy? Okay. Well, if you check in with yourself, um, how much are you creating love and joy right now? Because maybe you meet a partner that could be great for you, but if you are miserable and negative and just in a self-loathing place, or even not even that, you're just sort of like not in a good space because of being discouraged, that's sort of a good way to repel people, I would argue. So instead of looking at what are they doing? What are they doing with this tax? What are they, you know, how are they feeling? Whatever. Focus on yourself, actually. And it's not a self-centered thing. It seems self-centered. It's actually not. It has to do with energetics and the way of of what is brought into your life and what is repelled from your life. Um okay. So how can you do this? Um I would say as a simple rule of thumb, if you want more love in your life, try to focus on bringing more love in your life now without the partner there. So find ways every day that you can have more love. Maybe it would be you feeling love about nature, feeling love about your pet, feeling love about just being alive. I mean, it doesn't matter really what it is, but having some love. Um, something I come across with people too is them saying, well, I don't feel love. I, you know, I I can't. I can't just bring it up like that. Um, and that's okay. And maybe we can start with a different emotion like admiration or interest or curiosity, which is something that's positive that shifts away from what you're stuck in. Okay. So. First step is that I mentioned, or one step one or that I mentioned was making baby step changes. The second thing I mentioned is checking in with your energy state and what are you, you what are you putting out there? <laughs> if you're in like the little frequency of beaming out something, what are you beaming out? And what do you want to be beaming out? Um, if that helps <laughs> to summarize it like that. And then lastly, I also come across people that are so defeated, so stuck, so disheartened. They don't even know what they want. They just know they want to feel better. So it's an interesting and tragic sort of thing. If you ask little kids about their dreams, a lot of times not always, but a lot of times they have all kinds of dreams and ideas. It's not so hard for them. But sometimes you get to the point with adults where they don't know what they want. They don't They don't have dreams. They just sort of want to not hurt anymore. But even that, they don't have that much hope for. Um, so 
that can be because you've tried to adapt and cope um, over the years of, of getting hurt. So one way of understanding this is if you're not even sure what you're wanting, you might just know that you want to feel a little bit better. Um, you want life to not be maybe so hard feeling. So it might sound simple, but one thing you can do, and I encourage everyone to do this in general, is you can rate every day how happy you're feeling or how peaceful or loving, or hopeful. Um, so like, let's say, like to give the example of wanting to be married and having a house and kids. You could even check in with yourself every day, one to 10, 10 being the most, one being the least. How, how possible does this feel to me? How likely does this feel to me that this is going to happen? And if you start off with one, let's say you're doing one every day, it might start to shift more and more and you might slowly start to notice it's creeping up because something that we figured out, which is cool, but I think has been known for a while in ancient tra traditions, when we measure something, when we notice it, it actually shifts it. So you might think, well, why do I want to waste my time reading anything? This is getting me nowhere. Actually, it will get you much farther, much faster. But part of the key is also to not be judgmental of yourself and to be kind to yourself. Um, so yeah, I would rate yourself every day on what you're wanting. And it doesn't, you can use this for anything too. You could think about it for money too. Like let's say you're wanting, I don't know, <laughs> to double your income this year. You could rate, you know, how how likely, you know, I'm gonna double my income this year is how true is this from one to 10? And if it's always one and one and one, eventually it will start to shift. And eventually you start to feel like it's more true. And this can be another sort of tangible way um, to shift into that version of yourself where you have a new norm and your new norm might be the doubled income. The new norm might be married with the kids. The new norm might be the amount of money from the lottery. Um, you have to normalize it. If it feels too weird and there's too much of a gap and you're reacting to that gap, you keep the gap going. Okay, so I hope this helps. <laughs> I hope it was clear. Please let me know if you have any questions. Um, to summarize again, number one, baby step changes wherever you can. And also checking in with yourself. Like when I say baby step changes, I mean looking at yourself. Um, you know, what am I doing with conversations? What am I doing with texting? What am I doing with whatever? The second one is looking at your energetic state. What am I beaming out there? And thirdly, um, rating. You could just do one to 10 or one to five, one to 20, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, rating whatever it is that you're wanting and how how far you, like how likely you feel like it's going to happen. And part of this is that it's actually measuring that gap, believe it or not. It's helping you to tangibly measure that gap. Um, and just by noticing it, it, it makes it smaller and smaller. All right. Um, aside from this, oh, I did a show with um, another host on Law of Attraction Radio Network, uh, Constance. It was super fun. So I hope you guys can check it out. Um, I was really happy about it. 
And yeah, I thought she asked like amazing questions too. So I was, um, uh, it was, it was very fun and I hope that it's helpful for people. Okay. With so much love to you all, this is Dr. Sarah Spowart with Happiness Learned. Thank you for listening to Happiness Learned. Dr. Sarah will be back next week with more of her teachings designed to help you live the life you have always wanted. Visit Dr. Sarah at www.drsarahspower.com. See you next week.